It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Pop Pop. Brett Fesley's here. Big Dick Toledo. It's Wednesday, Chief. It is Wednesday. Right. I looked at the thing and I said Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It doesn't matter. It's all over, Brady. The whole point. I just want a Tuesday do-over. I'm it. in the doom and gloom with everyone else. Oh, it's over, Brady. The whole thing. Me. It's never going to happen now. Oh, no. They lost a game. It's if they and win Book's again. Injured. And he's dead. Devin Booker died. Oh, no. City of Phoenix in woe. Oh. Lamented with more depression. They weren't going to win all the games. I knew that. This Pelicans team is better than the record. I knew that. C.J. McCollum is a beast. I knew that. That trade this year was huge. Uh, the, the, the glaring issue will be what I've been saying all year long. Is there's a guy standing there in number 22 that has to either show up as a dominant player or be an also-ran and shut the F up about max money. If they... Last night was a videotape I, as the Suns brass, would hold on to. And when DeAndre Ayton's agent comes in with DeAndre later and says, all right, let's talk max money. Said, sure, let's watch this game. This is the game uh, they played against the Pelicans uh, Tuesday night back in the playoffs. Let's watch this game. And remember that the emphasis on this game was strength in the center, rebounding. Let's take a look at what happened. Because now uh, I, there's a guy over there in New Orleans who isn't screaming for max money named Valachunas, that I think is dominating DeAndre Ayton easily. He's got 42 rebounds in two games. That, that to me, is an average of 21 a night. That sounds like the match. Giant Jared Leto's lighting him up. He is dominating DeAndre Ayton. Ayton's going to get his points. He's going to get his rebounds. But last night, they were exactly what they're going to be when you have an average center playing a guy who's beating you. 
which was like 13, 14 points, 10, 12 boards. He can get his 10 rebounds sleepwalking. He's seven feet tall. He should. His team shoots from the outside. There's going to be rebounds to grab. Uh, evidently, there's 21 a night for the opposition to go get. You can't. He is. He is the glaring issue in last year's playoffs, and right now is the uh, the guy that when you say, "Hey, you want to be a max money player," you go out and show me that you're a go to guy. Like Devin Booker was turning into Kobe Bryant last night. I don't know if you guys thirty one points in the first half before he tweaked his leg. That's a that's a, and Chris Paul the night before the game before was like, "All right, I got this. I'm I'm the best player on the floor right now. I'm going to show everybody that." And DeAndre Ayton is not. Which people dominant. made a comment of. What it came down to last year too, Chris Paul stepping up, and hey. they don't they don't like seeing that because if you if you're oh, leaning on you that, you love seeing that. You absolutely want to lean on that. But Charles, it didn't get Charles you all Barkley the way said it last. Yeah. Uh, but look who they lost to a team who said, "Okay, our best guy is going to score forty five and fifteen tonight." The, yeah. In the playoffs, you want your superstars to shine to period. step up. There's I only get that. you're only going to have seven players on the floor ever. The, you you eliminate your bench in the playoffs. You rely on your stars. That's it. And that's a problem, that's though, but sometimes we only have one star. No, you've got three, and you've got know. one that needs to start playing like something, and he isn't. He's what if not you that. have two? I mean, you, you need at least two of them to step no, you, up You, you a need game. one a night that says, this game at any given time can be put on my shoulders, and I will bring this team into it. Chris Paul did it alone the other right. night. You have to have options for night to night, but every, every, basketball is about one dude stepping up and saying, this belongs to me. That is exactly why the Bucks were champs last year. Giannis did it, and it made everybody on the floor a little bit better. They didn't need to score points. He was going to score. If they didn't, he was going to, and that's a guarantee. Well, DeAndre they had a couple of that. guys go De- off, too. Yeah, they did, but yeah. they had a guy scoring 40 and 15 a night when those guys were missing. You knew, all right, when the chips are down, he's getting the ball, and he is going to the basket with it. There was no, he's got a dish, another guy's hot. That's it. It's the Michael Jordan factor. Who's getting the ball? Everyone in the building knows it, and he's still scoring. That is the Chris Paul. That's the Devin Booker. And it should be the number one overall pick crying for uh, all that money. You absolutely must have a guy who you – I, I don't I think mean, Valachunas. Valachunas is not at all saying, gosh, I'm worried about DeAndre Ayton. There isn't a center in basketball saying, oof, we're going against the Suns. I got my work cut out for me. They know. Ayton's <clears throat> afraid of Valachunas. So there's no possible way it's going the other way. They have to make adjustments for the Pelican Center. The center does not have to make adjustments for Aiton. Aiton will sleepwalk to his 15 and 10, and that's all they need to do. If he, if he gets 15 and 10, we're fine. If he, if he bounces up and gets a 28, 30.9, it's not common. It's every 10th, 12th game he'll have a bump. He had 20 the other night because Chris Paul was pulling Valachunas out for double teams and still dishing. scored 30. He wasn't dishing. He was shooting. you got to watch this thing. He was shooting. He had three guys on him at yeah, the end of the game, and he was shooting. He scored 30 points. He had 19 in the fourth quarter. That's what you want. That's the type of domination you need. That is exactly what every team that wins championships has, is a guy who says, bring all five guys over to me. I'm scoring the ball. I'm going to make this happen. Jordan had Pippen to dish to and some other Jordan players. Jordan scored 55 points four times in the finals. He, that he dude did. was a one-man wrecking crew. And when he needed to dish, those guys would hit, but not every time. You have a superstar that puts the game on his shoulders, period. DeAndre Ayton is not that man. It seems that, that nothing's changed. We had this conversation last year exactly. around this That's time, what too, I'm saying. and they had stepped up. Mark Bryant was hired by the Suns to come in and say, DeAndre Ayton, you need to be tougher, you need to harden up, and you need to be the guy that got drafted, the one that grew from 
you know, the volleyball player underneath the basket that likes to tap and finger roll to a dude who people are afraid of, and it's just not in his brain. It's not his mentality. He doesn't have that. You can't teach that. You can try to teach it. It can happen in practice, but in game time against a bigger center, DeAndre Wiltz, period. That's it. And it's not that, so it's not that they can't win, and it's not that he can't have good games. But think of it, Shaquille O'Neal, when the chips were down, what did other teams think? All right, we're in a, we're in a four-point game in the fourth quarter. I guarantee you coaches were like, holy f***, what do we do about Shaq? Because he's going to – this is his time. DeAndre doesn't have a his time. You don't give him the ball in, in clutch time. If you do when he hits, it's like, good, he got one. But you don't sit and go, we got DeAndre. Don't worry about it. That's not a thing. What you do is you say, we got Chris Paul. We got Devin Booker. You want the ball in their hands in, in crunch time. You want it there. You don't want Mikel Bridges. You don't want Cam Johnson. You do not plan for them to have the ball in crunch time. Chris has it. Devin has it. They make the decision whether or not it's going up or going to somebody else. And that's what good teams do. The Suns have got to get DeAndre Ayton's ass in a certain situation to understand. I mean, JaVel McGee played great last night. And when he was in the game, there was a little more spark. I mean, DeAndre was a, a minus 12 with three minutes left in the game. Now the rest of the starters ended up being minus two because the they you know the last third quarter was the one that killed him. It was horrible. It was horrible. But DeAndre killed him. That was it. It just seems like I mean we we don't have the Jordan on that team. You just oh you're crazy. I don't know what you're watching. This team. Well, what I'm watching is I. I, It's frustrating. There was a guy with 31 points in the first half last night. There you go. And then what happened? He pulled his hamstring. Got a hammy out. He was going to get 50. But like you said, someone else needs to step up. But it just, but they it just did seems step like... up. But Brady, in the playoffs, when you're when you're running five guys, thirty six minutes guaranteed, and you got to run three other guys, mix and match that, you're not going deep in your bench anymore. So you rely on your stars. They have got to be the only ones that do this. Everybody else did. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram last night for the even with his thirty one in the first half. It's it's a close game. Right. So one guy was just going off. You do need, you need go players off. to have moments. But That's it what is. I'm saying. DeAndre Ayton is not the guy you can go to. My point being, you need superstars to be guys you can go, I'm relying on him. I'm giving him the ball. You don't want the ball in the hands of Landry Shamit, uh, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson. They might hit a shot. They might step up and hit something. But you're not relying on them with the ball. If you're down four, all right, get it to him, get it to him. It's not happening. Not a thing. Aiton was supposed to be the third guy this year. Aiton is supposed to be the next guy up if one of those guys goes down. And it's going to be Chris Paul coming in saying, I got DeAndre on the other end. We're fine. Valachunas is not worried about – they're not even double-teaming Aiton. The the problem is that this dude has got to – and he's got the skill to do it. He just doesn't have the mentality. No, I completely disagree. It's not – this is not a team sport at this point. This is a – one-man wrecking crew, whoever is one of your stars that's doing it. In the first half, the reason Devin had 31 is because in playoff basketball, like, give it to him. He, Hot hand. And they just pulled away. They give it to that guy. Until he cools off, we are not even going to play this game. And he shot everything. And the coach said, shoot it. And everybody's like, get it to him. 31 in the first half, was it was Kobe-like. What he was doing was, was very Kobe Bryant. It looked like Kobe Bryant. It didn't look like Jordan because he doesn't have that same game. But it looked like Kobe. When Kobe was doing those things, we were like, "Oh my dear God!" You just want it to be a uh, if a person's doing that, you just want it to be a blowout in the first half. But in the playoffs, a lot of times that has to happen because matched. the other teams just they were hitting just as much. I know they they're that's a that's not as bad a team as people think. They're, they shouldn't be winning games, but especially here, 
But it was. Uh, I look at DeAndre Ayton as the weak link again. We had this conversation yeah. last year, like you said. It's that moment where you're like, how in the world is this guy even whispering max contract? How in the world can his agent say whisper? There's, there's a countless amount of games where you can go back and say, this is this is uh, where you should have been the man. And we had, they had to go get JaVel McGee for a reason. They had to pick up Bismarck Biombo during the uh, COVID problem or back in January. Look at him and say, Jesus, he's an option too. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, and they're getting out rebound. And Valachunas is, is the dominant. If you watch that game and you didn't know who the number one pick was and who's asking for max money, and you're watching this series two games in a row, you're like, he's the best center on the floor. Valachunas is the guy that you're like, ooh, what are they going to do about him? You're not looking at DeAndre Ayton saying, what, what, wow, what are the Pelicans planning for that? Yep. Guard him. That's it. We got a guy that can cover that. And that's frustrating because in losses like last night, when Devin goes down, you know, there are guys that the mentality is, hey, I'm a superstar on this team. Give me the ball. I don't think DeAndre has. I don't think he's sitting there begging for the rock. Yeah. I don't think he's the guy going, I got this. I'll post this up and you, you will get a good option for me every time down the floor. It's not happening. And I hope they don't sign him. I've, I've said that all year long. I hope they do not sign him. Because what you're going to look at right now is uh, Chris Paul looking to try to get 30 a night is not going to happen. Devin Booker being out is painful. That hurts. That's yep. a big hit because it's hamstring injury will last throughout this entire first series. I was going to ask, how, how long is he? I didn't see yeah. the injury, but I heard about it. Right now, you're kind of almost hoping this goes six, maybe seven games, and the Suns can pull it off so Devin can, can not have to play you. through this series. You get 10 days off with that. That would, be, that would be about right. Nine to 10 days would be about right, I think. For if it's just a tweak hamstring, because if he goes out there and tears it, they got the means to do it. Yeah, he's done, huh? They can do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's not. It's and in not, the first round, we're not screwed. Be able to, right? Yeah. You should be able to. But the mentality of number twenty-two needs to needs to be the difference. I'm watching that game last night, just so frustrated with him. It is so hard to watch a guy just get knocked Flashback all over. From last year, he's the number one pick overall. I know he's young, and everybody keeps saying, "But just wait, but just wait." Why? Why just wait? He's being dominated by very average players. Guys that just have the mentality to take that next step. Yeah, I. Uh, I was saying spin them last year. <laughs> oh, you get, it would have been, it would have been a, a mind blowing media move, but it wouldn't have been a, a misunderstood. Depending on what you get, but yeah, you can't you can't give him all that money. That whole team it takes a step backwards if DeAndre gets all that cash. He's frustrating. It is ridiculous. But I uh, yeah, watching last night, I was. Yeah, I can like Scott Haynes just said. I can think of ten centers in the league better than him, and, it, and it's not an effort. When you're like, rather have this guy right now, rather have this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. You can just go down the line. You're like, yeah, I like a lot of. I don't think I can go through ten. I can go through five pretty easily. And the dude for the Pelicans is one of them. Besides that, what's the hair product he's using? That is <laughs> that is gluing. iron. He is gluing his head. It might now. be a hair piece. It's amazing. It is a glue factory. Yeah, Zion watching the games. Well. I would trade DeAndre for Zion. I, I would make that move because you can then take the money you were going to spend and pick up a couple of pieces, strengthen the bench, and if Zion comes back, he comes back. If not, no no harm. You're not paying that guy max money, that's for sure. I just don't get the DeAndre Ayton. You know, wearing that jacket that says dominating, take it <laughs> off, get it off immediately. <laughs> you got to stop. And uh, it's, he just doesn't have that killer instinct. There's something not... It, there's no value to that. There's none. He's any other player. JaVel McGee is as active and as – he's just not as good naturally. DeAndre Ayton will accidentally put, give you 14 points. McGee makes it look like he has to work real hard to get 12, but he'll get it. 
It's just it's just ugly because he's frankly an ugly human being. <laughs> he's an awkward looking dude. He does things awkwardly, but he gets things done. And I yeah, and you're not going to see Bismarck Biombo in the playoffs unless something happens. You're not going to see you know Ish Wainwright. Those guys are going to ride the bench the entire playoffs. Whereas they got good solid minutes during the season. They're they're gone. You're not seeing. Just going to ride Aiton. You, yeah, you're, well you're right, Aiton and McGee will get his minutes, but you're not. Got to shoot your fifty. 50-plus percent, too. Well, you hope to. This team's a three-point shooting team, so it, it was just a rough game last night. That was that was hard to watch, especially with Devin. And there was kind of iconic moments happening. That one felt like, oh, look at this. Devin's you know doing the fist bump with an infant. I saw that. And that was amazing. It was like, okay, these are those, this, these are those moments that uh, – you know, we had last year the Valley Oop and the Suns and Four guy beating people up. There was just that every time a game was on, something was happening. You'd be like, there's that moment. There's that. There was a, a moment last night. That was – Devin made an – that shot was unbelievable. That it, yeah. it hit. He's laying on the ground. He looks over, and a guy just takes his baby and holds him up and, like, leans him into Devin <laughs> laying on the ground. And Devin, Devin and the baby do a fist bump, and the guy's face was – that just <laughs> happened. And Devin, Devin fist bumped that kid. It was hilarious. That was a great – Iconic thing, and then now it's going to be kind of smeared back by the idea that that Devin is out. Well, Suns fans, it isn't all over. I'm listening and watching, and everybody's on the internet screaming, "Oh, they're done! They can't get there. They won't get past any other teams if they can." Look, keep in mind, Memphis got beat by Minnesota in Game One and came back and beat them by 30 last night. It's just well, it, it either wakes the Suns up or it exposes them for a team that doesn't have uh, what it takes, and we'll see. I think they've got it. I guess I won't. I won't get this for your birthday then. What's that say? Dominating the jerseys, yeah. <laughs> and he seems like a very nice guy. But if he's if he's even, you know, it's not that he's a bad basketball right. player. He's just not what they're. It's not what they need. He's not yeah. what they need to pay, I and mean, the money they would have to give him for a max contract just devastates this team. And I want and I want this to be the 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 media's approach all day today. I hope all the sports stations, I hope everybody else, and I hope it gets back to him. I hope it gets in his ear that it, if, if this is it. This is your last run. If the Suns get bounced because they get beat by guys like Valachuna, the number eight seed comes in and pushes your big man around to the point where your your two guards have to score 30. It's ridiculous. He's Tall just, order. It's ridiculous. So we'll see. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, dilemma the Suns are in with that. But yeah, I hope I hope everybody's just all over. I and mean, you're probably right. They probably no. Won't everybody's be. gonna kiss his ass. And there shouldn't be mass panic. You know, they they should. I don't think the Pelicans can win this series. I just don't think they're good enough. They're gonna have games where you're like, all right, well, you go out and shoot like that, you're gonna win most games. It doesn't matter what team you are. But uh, yeah, know. but Ding Dong will be kissing his ass all day. Come his back. Sources. sources tell me Devin Booker is gonna have a new hamstring put in. From a cadaver of a 17-year-old, a, a Sudanese boy, it's going to be an unbelievable thing. He'll be back for the next game. Don't worry. Sources are telling me he's going to borrow my legs. In fact, the Suns have just signed me to a 10-day contract. I'll be playing the part of Devin Booker in that I get to have sex with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Brought to you by Peller Windows. Udon Noodles. They'll put in a cheater spring. What's that? You know, on the safari, the cheaters, they run down the gazelle. Yeah, the cheaters. <laughs> I understand what Brady's saying. I don't know why you had to explain it. Cheaters. <laughs> They're about the fastest animal in the world. 60-plus miles an hour to cheaters. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. My sources tell me that he'll be just fine. In fact, he, with that fist bump, he transferred all his basketball powers into that baby. The baby got signed by the Suns. Gamba Ding Dong's not dumb. We got this figured out. More rebounds. Well, just as dominant as Aiton. And easy, probably a little tougher to push around just from guilt standpoint. Uh, Valasinas would not push a baby. I don't think. Put an infant on the floor rather than DeAndre Ayton. It'll slow down Valachunas. He's like, I keep the baby. I don't want to hurt the baby. <laughs> yeah, so. But the panic doesn't need. The panic button doesn't need to hit. This just turned into possibly a six or seven game series. That's all this did. And, and the Suns can very easily come out and go, no, it didn't. Watch us go in five here. And that would be great. But I think this turned into a six game series. Have they drug out Suns and Four guy yet? Not yet. He, well, he can't. He now. hasn't appeared. Well, I know, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, Suns in four plus one. Yeah. No, I, he has not made an appearance. He's, he lives that. in Denver. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised okay. they haven't flown yeah. him out here. But, uh, yeah, Suns in four guy should not be. He should have shut up last year. We had one moment of Suns in four. They started screaming Suns in four, and the Bucks came back and beat him four out of six. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want that crap. But, anyway, we'll see. An interesting uh, uh, storyline. Soap opera developing down there at the old Footprint Center last night, and it was rough. And again, there's Scott Foster, the referee that, uh, that has now refed 14 different Chris Paul games, and it is 1-13. Chris Paul is 1-13 in Scott Foster ref games, and it is a weird statistic. And there he was last night, former Chicago Blackhawks. He's a, a former hockey player and now NBA ref, and every time he's out there with Chris Paul, Chris Paul loses. It is weird. When Josh and you and I were texting yeah. yesterday about that, I was like, maybe let's jump on FanDuel. I mean, those odds yeah. are pretty good right now. Yeah, the Suns were 10-point favorite last night. Man. So you look at a Scott Foster game, it's starting to become the norm. Not, it's not, uh, that is not a, a, an anomaly. That's a regular the stat. cooler. Now. I don't know what happens there because there, it's never that Chris Paul plays terribly. Yeah. It's not that he does things to make – there was some foul trouble, but nobody fouled out. It didn't – affect the game really i didn't see the officiating affect the game last night to a point where you're like well it's his fault they lost i didn't see that at all and there it was one in 13 with the foster games josh has a jersey over there at action ride shop he made a sweatshirt with the sun's logo on it probably illegal josh (laughs) and it says scott foster sucks i'm I'm gonna wear that and is that stat regular season or playoff i don't remember if it's playoff or regular i don't know because i would i don't know but it's uh, it's weird for sure. It's not normal. Could be playoff, but it it's one in thirteen is not normal. And people are making note of it now. It came up a bunch yesterday. The Scott Foster game. Look out, Chris Paul. But that's <laughs> that's that's like it can't be ignored at this point. It's like what's the difference here? What's what is the massive difference between the games he doesn't ref and the games he does? Because it isn't the calls, that's for sure. I love the headline here on Barstool. Scott Parker, 14-0, remains undefeated against Chris Paul in the postseason. 14-0. I, he won one last year. The, uh, he got Scott one Foster last game? year. Yeah. 14-0 maybe in like 
postseason. There was well, a, that's what, yeah, that's what it says, postseason. Yeah. That's crazy. He can't. There's something going on there, yeah. and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's uh, Chris Paul and him have FanDuel accounts, and he knows how to make <laughs> that work out. Ten-point favorite, don't worry about it. They're going to win outright. I had to be like a plus 600 for them to win outright last night. I didn't see. If you just took the money line and the Pelicans? Yeah. Damn. That had to be a big win. And I know New Orleans was betting on that team. So is Foster uh, officiating any uh, games we know yet? I don't know yet. All right. We'll see. If it is, I'm in. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Well, hey, it's worth it. There's, yeah. a, there's a statistic that tells you you're not going to miss here. Yeah. That the, the outlier is him losing one yeah and if i lose then i'm happy i'd be happy to lose that be one fine, that would mean it's that, exactly yeah. right yeah. That's until 14 in a row you know the person that's like wait a minute he's seven i'm going with foster now every time yeah yeah after a while you're like seven that seems like chris paul's due. eight chris paul's due nine ten eleven it's like oh no this is scott foster's world yeah and you shouldn't know a referee's name for that you should never know a referee's name that means they screwed up but uh, yeah, it's weird. So there, and then in, in the midst of it all, uh, Phoenix lost a legend yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, Kent Dana died. I didn't realize he was eighty. Eighty. Yeah, he's, I didn't he, realize. He's, he's, I know he's been here think forever. About it. He's but. been around for a long time. And his dad, Joe Dana, used to do the news on Channel Twelve. And when I was, if you grew up here in Phoenix, you know Kent Dana was like the face of information before the internet and everything else. Kent Dana was the man. And uh, I met him two or three times. Once in the studio was the, I think it was the first time I actually ever interacted with him, uh, with you know having met him or anything else. Just like hi, how you doing? And then you move on. That was the first time we interacted. He was very smooth, had his leather jacket on. It was cool, uh, but he was moving to Channel Five at the time. And his dad and him used to do Father's Day, which was kind of neat because he would do the news with us. And then his other son Joe Dana. So there was Joe Kenton Joe. Joe Dana still works for Channel 12, and they used to do a Father's Day thing where all of them did the thing, and you could tell that old Joe was getting a little up there. They couldn't do that much, and I didn't realize Kent, 80 years old, of the yeah. well, that makes us old because he's been around since the late 70s. So, yeah, that was weird last night, and there it was, uh, Kent Dana. Uh, he's the Kent Brockman from The Simpsons of Phoenix uh, News. I think I halfway think that that's where they got the name Kent. It's because Kent Dana. It's just, <laughs> I mean, that was it. Brockman had to be it, but, uh, yeah, Kent Dana passed away. And uh, that is a that is a local thing. That is a very that's a very what it was from, right? He fell down and got an infection, right? Complications from hip surgery. Well, because he fell and broke his hip. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that happens when you're 80. You don't want to have that surgery older. I'm fine with mine. Dad survived it barely. You don't want my dad. You don't want to get and fall down and have hip surgery. Everybody's like, that's it. They start telling old people you're done. It's the recovering part of it after this. Yeah. Surgery, they just never eat. Because it's an infection. Sick. Yeah, because yep. you can't move around. So the, the, the infection and the surgery, because the bones won't heal. If you break your hip and then get the hip surgery, you're done. Good night, nurse. 90% of the what, time. Take the leg, let me go, or what? No, you can't. No, you're, you're just done. Because you'll just lay there and get an inf- you, you, the bones won't heal. So thanks for bringing that up, Dr. Death. Jeez. <laughs> Did you hear how he passed? <laughs> you just missed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's not good, but goodbye to Kent Dana. Patty Kirkpatrick, you're on the, you're on deck. Because she's got to be like 70-something now. Yeah, she's got to be. I used to have a thing for Patty Kirkpatrick. She was, something about her was Wasn't he like, back in he, the 80s. He threw the towel in about 72. Is that about the age that he? Who, Patty? No, Kent. Oh, geez, I don't know. Maybe yeah, probably about that. that. Seems like that. I might be right. Because I remember when he was retiring, I'm like, wow, he's that old? Brady, the whole Channel 12 group. That used to be, except for your buddy Mark Curtis, is about to go. 
Patty and Mark are the only ones left. Yeah. Because you had Bill Austin. He kicked it a while ago. Kent Dana's out. Both the sports guys outside of Curtis with Steve Pacente was tragic, and then Bill Denny. I remember it all. Bruce Cooper is 66. Bruce Cooper is, yeah, but that was bad. He he was much later. Oh, okay, gotcha. Patty, 66. That's what it says. All right, Patty. Better bubble wrap that ass because. Is Mary Jo West still alive? Remember her? Oh, I remember Mary Jo West. She was a Channel 3 one. Yeah. I don't know. She might not be. She might be. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Mary Jo West. Mary Jo West was the one that I was at the Anchorman premiere here in town. And she was talking to everybody. Oh, it's this. What in a moment. She did not understand the movie Anchorman at all. Because I'm like, I needed to see what Mary Jo West. It was about me. It was about women. Anchorman to Mary Jo West was about women conquering the male-dominated local news. And I'm like, you are an idiot. Yes, that was a little tiny part of like how, but none of that happened. She was making it seem like it was like, this is exactly how it was. I remember when uh, my co-anchor thought that uh, um, bears would smell my menstruation. I don't think that she understood. She's like, I was so proud of of her character for persevering through all that nonsense. And I'm like, the whole movie is nonsense. I it was get my friend saying. that got it with a trident. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, there were news battles and yes, and I understand. But you did not understand that it was a wild exaggeration of male-dominated anything. No woman could survive that. You, and the only thing you could do is persevere or quit. I just, I was so proud of her when she did that newscast herself. I'm like, you're proving Ron Burgundy's <laughs> extreme guts. weirdness that news people are just weirdos. But yeah, Mary Jo West was all over. She was doing interviews on the news about this is a movie that's, ne- it's time it's come. It's finally, we're, we're getting our due. And I'm like, this is making fun of the whole, uh, all of you, all of you having news be this important to you. I've got to get that story. No, it's just funny. And one of the most uh, creepiest places on the planet is a uh, local newsroom. Those people are the darkest human beings you have ever been around in your life. They see uh, babies in uh, pools all the time. They see uh, people getting burned up and shot and all that. They run towards all that stuff. And their jokes, and I hung out in Channel 15 when Foo used to have me there quite a bit for sports stuff. And I would go probably once a week for a little while I was doing that. And I did Channel 12. They used to have a late-night sports show on Sundays, and I'd go there. And the people that joked around were the anchors, like the pretty people, making horrible comments. I don't know if Mark Curtis is that way. Some of them aren't. But, man, oh, man, I was in there with Fooey and uh, that Katie Rammel. They came over and were talking about something bobbing in the water. It's The footage they needed from it, it was weird. It's similar to... You know, first responders in a way. You get sure. so hardened to it. And you get numb. Sometimes yep. you get so barraged with it. It's a way to deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, they're, and, but they are dark. I'm like, because I they're love told, it here. You got you to gotta cover yeah. this. I love this place. That's why I was hanging out with weatherman Ian Schwartz the other day. I'm like, all right, let's get the dirt, the scoop. I don't think they've got a lot of that going on right now at Channel 3. Brandon Lee was one of them. I could text Brandon Lee stories about horrible stuff he was talking about. Yeah, there's nothing During you can't the joke about with the, that shocks there. Mark. No, yeah, pretty much. He's seen most all of it. Yeah, I want to dive into the darkness of Mark Curtis a couple of times. It's hilarious. Mark Curtis and I can't be friends because his ties back to Dave Pratt are too obvious. I know. It looks yes. like, yeah, so I can't really be his buddy because it looks like I'm just sucking up. Not even sucking up. It's just even like, though that has uh, crashed and burned. Oh, he hates. They hate. Uh, it, it, Mark Curtis hates Dave Pratt. He won't say that out loud, but I know that, or he wouldn't be hanging out with you saying hi to me. But I can't have Mark Curtis as a friend. 
people are like, didn't Dave used to be friends? Yeah, and then it just looks, it makes Mark look bad. It makes both of us look like idiots. But I'll go out and have a drink with him and get to the nitty-gritty of the dirtiest stories ever and then make jokes about it. Horrible. The cops, they're, oh, man, I got some cop friends. You I'd have been the same way funny. if I didn't know him before that. It yeah. was hard. Yeah, you it was like way back. It went for a period of time that just not talking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a long time, but what are you going to do? Uh, and Guy Fieri was evidently at the game last night, too. And I think after the performance Jinx. after the performance the Suns had last night, it's time that we put a ban on Guy Fieri. <laughs> uh, Mayweather, Floyd Money May, TMT, at the fight last night as well. Uh, ban him as well. And, he, and John Jay has front row seats. Ban that. Ban did that. Did you see him on TV or? Yeah. You can't miss it because you're like, what's wrong with that lady's face? <laughs> Who's holding the fat head up? Well, why, why somebody <laughs> holding one of those? Yeah, how, those poor people behind that, that fat-headed lady in the front. Oh, my God. What is that, an ad for Botox gone wrong? What happened? Anyway, I'm just mad. Just angry at the whole thing. So what are you going to do? Suns will come back. They'll be fine. The world, the sky is not falling, but I'm telling you right now that DeAndre Ayton thing. That's a little a, discouraging. That's the tape you use to say you're not getting max money. You're a middling. You're middle at best, and you want more? We'll trade you. And guess what? When they try to trade him, last night's tape's going to come up with your trade partner. This isn't a guy you get a number one pick for. This isn't a guy you're getting our best player in return for. You're going to have to give up a cup to go get Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. Which won't happen, but Rudy probably won't be in Utah next year. Two-time defensive player of the year and everything else. If you just said, hey, we've got Aiton for Gobert. You guys don't want to pay him. We don't want to pay our guy. You want to switch? They'd be like, what else are you going to give us? That's proof he's not a max money guy. Utah would look and go, we're not trading Rudy Gobert to you for that. We're not taking a huge step backwards. Rudy's the man. Rudy will end up with the Lakers. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one! To get our spirits back up, the city is is gloomy today. It's 98 KUP. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.